You know, that's why we're here. We're here because of Him, because what He's done for us, because of who He created us to be, because of all the things He's led us into. It's quite amazing. And it's, I think, I love coming to church because sure, I have my time at home with God, but you know, the, the story of Jesus and the story of the cross and His resurrection can never get old. It's as though every time I hear it, I'm hearing it again for the first time. It's the only thing I hear that just amazes me every time. It's the only thing I hear. Everything else, like, yeah, I heard that, you know. Yeah, you don't need to tell me that again. I've heard that a million times. But this is the one thing I need to hear again. I want to hear again. And every time I hear it, it's like, that's just phenomenal. It's just amazing that God would love us so much that He'd send His Son to die on a cross, not only just to get us into heaven, but to have us restored to who He created us to be, to have us restored to His image. And too often we think God came and died for us so we could get into heaven, but He didn't. I mean, He did, but He came for so much more so that we could have life and life more abundantly. So we could be transformed into His image once again. So that while we're here living, we're like Him. We're not just waiting to get into heaven. We're actually bringing heaven to earth because He lives through us and speaks through us. It's just amazing. It's just incredible. Come on, let's give Him one more hand. Thank you, band. You guys, X Factor 2019. Look out. Solomon, The Voice, 2019. You guys are amazing. Thank you. And um, so excited to be bringing the word tonight. Jules, so good to have you here. I mean, we don't know each other that well. We, you know, we, you know Rose really well because she house sat for you. And I know she house sat for you because you don't know this story. But this was <laughs> probably when we, you know, first started dating about five or six years ago. And um, Rose called me and she said, can you come pick me up? I feel like hot chips. And she's like, but I'm, you know, I'm house-sitting in freshwater. I'm, I'm, I'm house-sitting for Jules. She's got a cat and I'm house-sitting for the cat. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And just before that, you know, actually, I knew she was house-sitting because we talk on the phone. Hey, babe, how are you? Yeah, good. How's your day? Yeah, good. What did you do? Oh, you know, I took the cat for a walk. <laughs> what? Yeah, just took the cat for a walk. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, no, like ginger has uh, a leash and I take it for a walk. And I'm like, What? are you sure it's a cat and not a dog? And she's like, yeah, no, nah, it's a cat. We take it, take it for a walk. I'm like, okay, cool. You don't see that a lot in Parramatta. But in freshwater, apparently it's a, it's a thing. But anyway, I went over to pick Rose up for, for hot chips and being the gentleman that I am, I came and knocked on the door for her to come out. And as soon as she opened the door, Ginger bolted. And so we didn't get hot chips that night. We spent the next two hours walking up and down the street going, Ginge, Ginge, where are you? Ginge. And so now every time I see a ginger-coloured cat, I start again, Ginge, Ginge. But it's a beautiful cat and you'll have to bring it next time because it's on a leash, so you can. Oh, he's a free, he's free range. Okay, awesome. Imagine this. Hey, he who the sun sets free is free indeed without a lead. So good. Hey, who endured the crazy storm on Friday night? 
That was something else. That was the craziest storm I'd seen in a long time. And Rose and I are storm chasers, right? Whenever something like that comes through, we're like, all right, you ready? Jump in the car. We're going to go survey the damage, you know? Because I take it upon myself to declare whether it's a national disaster or not. (laughs) I decide. And so, but anyway, we did do that. But before that, I love, I mean... There was a lot of damage, right? And, you know, water got into our place and all that. And, but what I, you know, so that a, a lot of people were hard done by. But what I love is what happens afterwards. Because you never see this, not even at Christmas time. But after the storm passes, neighbours who you've never seen before, people you've never seen before, just come out of their houses, maybe like for the first time that in the decade, And you're like, I've lived opposite you for a year now. I've never seen you before, but you've come out topless. (laughs) And you're looking at me, and I'm looking at you, and you're looking at everyone else. And you cross the road, and you start, you know, having a chat. And, oh, you know, how bad was that? Are you all right? Yeah, what happened to you? And it kind of brought our neighborhood together. And it was a beautiful thing. Because you meet people you've never met before and you actually realise, wow, people on our street really care about each other. And then everyone pitches in a hand and starts moving the branches that have fallen. And it was just like, it was a beautiful moment because you saw connection. You saw people getting together, connecting, talking, seeing how each other are doing, actually loving on each other a bit. And it's a phenomenal thing. And if there's anything I left that night feeling, man, I wish we had more of this. Like, not the storm, but I wish we just, I just wish we, we saw each other more. I wish we knew each other better. I wish we could just come up to each other's doors, knock on the door and say, hey, how's it going? And hey, John, I know you. And yeah, you know, just a bit more community. And, you know, I'm... I'm Lebanese, so I see both sides, right? Because in Lebanese culture, you don't have to worry about, you know, being isolated or anything like that because community is just there. It's right in your face 24-7, right? Um, you almost pray for less, for less community when, when you're Lebanese. Hallelujah, Brittany. Um, and, you know, it's because in that culture, and culture is something, uh, uh, you know, a people have, have chosen to keep. Right? They've looked at something and thought, this is good for us, let's keep it. And so they, in the Lebanese culture, like community is a really important thing. It's, it's upheld really highly. And so it's a part of the culture. They've seen that and they said, yeah, let's keep this at all costs. And um, isolation is not, not permitted. Um, and there, there is no such thing as an introvert in Lebanese culture. You, like, you just can't be, Right? You just can't be. Like, it's impossible to be an introvert. Um, You have to be an extrovert. No, I I don't care what you are and what you feel like and all that. You're an extrovert. Yeah, no, you're coming today. Yeah, no, we're coming over right now. Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow again. No. What? You want to go to sleep? What? No, it's only 1 a.m. It's only 1 a.m. We're staying. We're staying till 2 or 3 at least. And it's and and you know that's something I I tried to explain to Rose. I'm like, no, there is no such thing as an introvert in Lebanese culture. Everyone is just an extrovert. 
But it's good in a way, right? Because people are connected and no one is isolated. And, you know, I, I lived in Lebanon for a while and people are so connected and people are in, in each faces and they know each other's business and they love on each other so much that you don't see a lot of the things you see here. Like you just don't see that, that anxiety and that depression thing which you see so often here and the loneliness and the isolation thing and where people kind of spin into this spiral where they just get more isolated and more depressed and more anxious and all of a sudden they're living by themselves and things aren't looking that good. But over there, people are in your face all the time, making sure that you're okay. They make sure you're okay. They do not leave you alone. And I think, and I think we could do with a bit more of that. And I love hearing the stats about our connect groups that we're, we're flourishing in that area. And that's great because that tells me that people are caring for each other. People are being looked after, that we're connecting and, um, and you know what, when the storms of life come, as, as they do, that people have got people around them who look after them, who love on them, and who stir, will stir each other up in love and good works. Amen? And so, I'm going to go to Scripture, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And it, this is Paul speaking to the church, and he says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people to do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Let us not neglect our meeting together. And if there's anything I think the world suffers from at the moment, it's this. It's connect, neglect. He says, don't neglect that. And I look across like our society and I just see connect, neglect or a neglect of connect. And this is Paul who's living in ancient Middle Eastern culture where I reckon they were in your face. <laughs> you know, they, they, they would have been around each other. They would have had a great sense of community. And even then he has to warn or send a message to the church saying, hey, don't neglect meeting together. Don't neglect connect. And so that's my message for us tonight. Don't neglect connect. The funny thing about Connect is, right, I likened it like going to the gym. And so often um, people get up here and tell you why you should be in a Connect group or um, why it's so important for you to be a Connect group. And there are so many benefits for you personally about being in a Connect group, right? You, you get accountability, um, you get people praying for you, you get looked after, you, you have fun. That's a massive one. Um, you make amazing friendships. Um, so often I feel like people think, okay, I know all the benefits of Connect Group, but I still don't find myself in one. And it's a bit like going to the gym, right? Like we all know it's good for us. Like we all know the benefits of going to the gym for our health. Um, but I suspect not all of us in the room uh, uh, have a membership A and uh, even if we do, are going, <laughs> right? Even though we know the benefits of it. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be found there. And it's like, why is that? Why, even when we know the benefits of it for ourselves, why do we still maybe neglect connect a bit? And, you know, there might be valid reasons that come up that kind of cause us to neglect connect a bit. 
And we should always be fighting against those things. But it might be time. It might be, you know, kids. It might be family. It might be working extra hours. And, you know, there are so many things vying for your attention and for your time that it's easy to neglect, connect a bit. And we need to fight against those things. But I thought, what's the difference between connect and going to the gym? Like, I feel like going to the gym is solely kind of for your benefit. Yeah, in a kind of indirect, you know, convoluted kind of way. There might be a benefit for someone else. But really, going to the gym is a benefit for you, for your body, for your health. Connect Group is not just like that. Connect Group is quite different. Connect Group isn't just for you or for your benefit or for your own health. It's actually for the other. Because a group means there's more than one. And so there are other people in that group, and you might not be going for yourself, but you're going for them. And I love what Pastor Chris was talking about this morning. She felt her word for this year, 2019, was the year of the other. That this year for her, the word God gave her was the other. Seeing the other, loving the other. And I thought that's quite amazing. What a great word to get at the beginning of the year. Considering that, you know, only a few years ago, the, the word of the year, and not in, not, in, not in church and not for Pastor Chris, but the word of the year globally was selfie. And here, Pastor Chris, amazing leader, you know, co-founder of our movement, is saying her word for the year is the other. And I want to encourage us in Connect Group, Connect Group is not just about you. It can't just be about you. It can be about you. It can be a little bit about you, but it's not all about you. And that's what I find most encouraging about it. Because rather than it being like going to the gym, it's more like donating blood. It's more like you're going and the benefit actually, you might not even see the benefit for you at the time, but you're giving something of yourself and someone else is benefiting. And, and God is moving through you, as Pastor Jules spoke, the Holy Spirit is there and through you, someone else is getting life. Life is being imparted through you. And so it's not like the gym, it's like donating blood. Can we give Jesus a hand tonight? And you don't want it to be all about you. And I think at, at our core, we know that. We know we don't want it to be all about, about us. Actually, I think that would ruin us. Um, and and we've got to be careful because we're living in a society which says it is all about you. It is all about how you feel. It's, it's all about your rights. It's all about your right to not be offended. It's all about, you know, what you want and what you get. Yet we, as the people of God, are called to be outward focused. We're not called to be inward focused at all. And if there's anything that gives me so much hope about the church and the body of Christ, it's that. It's that I feel like we're the only people on the planet who are called to live outward focused. And not just outward focused because a lot of other groups are outward focused, but we're called to be solely outward focused. We're to deny ourselves. We're to seek not, love does not seek its own. We're not to seek our own at all. 
We are to love others. Um, when, I, when I first started coming to Silverwater, um, if you ever came here on a Tuesday night, you'd head out into that foyer area and they, they were like, I don't know, like 100 connect groups, right? And I remember walking in, God, this is amazing. Look at all these people. And there were people in circles and groups just all over the building. And I remember asking someone, I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, these aren't, like, this isn't a church thing. It's, um, it's Amway. <laughs> and a- Amway hire the building out and, and run kind of meetings and events. And the place was like bursting at the seams. There were that many people. I'm like, this is fascinating, all these people here. And I'm like, the church, right, because we have connect groups and by the looks of it, Amway has connect groups too. <laughs> but so what's the distinction between our groups and Amway's connect groups? And I'm like, what, what's the motive behind Amway's connect groups? I think the motive would be financial. And, you know, it's about creating connections so that we can all prosper financially together. But our connect groups are so different. Like, our connect groups are motivated, and they can only be motivated by love and love alone. There can't be any other motive other than love. And love is always outward focused. It's always seeing the other. And I want to do, I want to give an example here. And if I can get two people up, Pastor Patrick, Chris, why don't you come up as well? And um, Pastor Patrick, if you can stand here, and Chris, you can stand here. And, um, you know, Paul, just let me go here. Paul in, um, in Ephesians talks about the armor of God, right? And so, and as I call out the specific piece of the armor of God, I want you to put it on. Okay? Cool? Okay, so we've got the, um, the belt of truth. Put it on, Pat. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, the breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, whatever that looks like. Take up the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Okay. You guys are ready to go, right? And Paul is talking about you being strong and in his mighty power, um, full of the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Because our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual realms of evil in the heavenly realms. So you guys, you guys are ready to go. These guys are ready to go, okay? They, the army is coming. Yeah, come on, cheer them on because these guys are going to war right now. They, there is a war to be fought out there. And I don't, know, I don't know if some of you might be in that war right now, but you guys, show me. You look good. You, you're ready. You're, you're covered. Pat, yeah, uh, maybe just adjust the belt a little bit. Okay, I think you're good. Okay. Okay. Um, just turn around. Bit of a problem. Turn around. Yeah. Uh, did they not give you anything for your back? Like you're good on the front, right? You got shield, breastplate, 
things around your legs, the helmet, but I'm just noticing you guys, uh, did the, the, um, the armory didn't give you anything for your back, nothing? Okay, this is gonna be a bit of a problem, right? Because if someone comes at you from behind, right, you're heading into war, you're a bit exposed. Um, we, okay, they haven't given us anything, what are we gonna do? Oh, 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 I'm glad you said it, Pat. I'm glad you said it. That's incredible. I'm glad. I did not put Patrick up to that, but he got the correct answer. Can we give it up for Patrick and Chris? Thanks, guys. And, and I give credit to Mark Kelsey for that. Um, but it's true. I think... Our, our backs are exposed and the only time they're not is when we're linked in and we're, when we're connected. That's when we're strongest. And you're, if you're alone, your back will be exposed. But if you're connected and in a connect group and in community, you will have the safety. You'll have someone guarding you at the back. And it often comes in the form of truth. It comes in the form of prayer. It comes in the form of encouragement. And it comes in the form of a phone call when you don't even realize you need it. But that is the power of Connect because it's the power of love. And all that Connect groups do is motivated by love. Amen. So good. The other thing is, I was talking about how we can't be self-focused and we need to be other-focused. Um, and I think it's talking about, you know, the symptoms of society at the moment, the anxiety thing is, is really big. And it seems to me that people are so self-conscious and so, so self-focused that, and at the core of anxiety is that self-consciousness. And it's like you're told, well, you, you need to just take a closer look at yourself and you've got to fix yourself and you've got to find out what's wrong with you and, and all that stuff. And I think as humans, we can't cope with being so self-focused and, it, and it's, it comes out in the form of anxiety and, and that type of thing and it, it just seems to be everywhere at the moment. And I just had this thought earlier today, you know, when you do something and, um, and you're like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know if I did any good at that and people will always say this to you, they'll always say, oh yeah, but you're, you're always your own worst critic. You're your own worst critic. And so think about it, if you're always looking at yourself and being so self-focused and so self-conscious and you're your own worst critic, how does that work? That's tough. And I think that's why God calls us, hey, don't even judge yourself. Like, don't even... Don't even look at yourself. Get so outward focused on others. Don't even think about yourself. And I think that's where the freedom is. If you can get your eyes off yourself and onto someone else and onto loving someone else, that's where true freedom is. And that's, that's, where, you're, you're, that's where life and life more abundantly is, I think. And that's what the distinction between donating blood and going to the gym is. In donating blood, it's like you're, you're giving to someone else. You're being so outward focused. There's, there's like this small kickback for yourself, but it's totally outward focused. 
And that's why I'd encourage you, be outward focused. And so someone here, you might be um, thinking, hey, I want to start a connect group. Well, go for it. You don't need to be a Bible scholar to start one. You can get a group of friends together and, hey, let's study the Bible together. Like, I don't need to be the, the teacher in this group, but, hey, I'll make it happen. I'll bring us together. But let's, let's go on this journey together. Maybe you've been going to a connect group thinking, oh, man, I hope it's, I hope it's a good connect group tonight or I hope, you know, someone shares a good word. But go into it with a different attitude. Go into it going, man, I'm going to be the most loving person in this connect group tonight. I can't wait to go there to love on those people in my connect group. And trust me, I've, I've done that. Like, there have been settings where, and I, I, I kind of intentionally do it. And an example is going to the hairdresser, right? Because my, okay, my temptation is to go to the hairdresser and I, I, just, I just hate getting my hair cut, right? So I sit there, I close my eyes, let them cut my hair and I leave. And, and I don't enjoy the conversation, right? Because it's like, hey man, how's it going? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, how's work? You know, it's like small talk. But I've been intentionally going in there going, I'm going to love my hairdresser. I'm going to be so interested in what's going on in his life. I'm just going to love him. And my haircuts have become the most amazing experiences. I love them. I love hearing about my hairdresser's kid and, you know, how they look like little Michelin baby. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And it's completely transformed my experience of going to a hairdresser because it's not about me anymore. It's not about me, oh, no, I have to sit through another half an hour of small talk and, you know, and me sitting there judging the music he's playing and, oh, no, another F word here and, you know, they say bro every three words and, and I'm like, that's, I could sit there and be that or I could walk in and say I'm going to love. And I think we can do that in every setting when we're outward focused and when we're not inward focused. And so you might even have you might even have a horrible boss that you're working with at the moment, right? And you could be inward focused and going, oh no, I've got another, I've got, I've got to go to work. It's Monday tomorrow, not again. God, why haven't you answered my prayer yet? Like I've been asking you to give me a new job so that I can get out of this hellhole of a workplace so I don't have to work with this boss again. But imagine you twisted that and made it about others. Oh God, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to work today because I'm just going to love my boss. I don't care what happens tonight, right? It's like it's water off a duck's back to me. I'm just going to go in there and love him. And I think the weight of negativity will just lift off you when you're other focused. And there is no better place to be other focused than in a connect group. There really isn't because I think that's where life happens. And that's where it happens intentionally, right? Because, and there's something about just spending a little bit of extra time together that connect groups afford that other settings don't, right? Like here in the 60 second countdown that we do, you, not a lot of life happens. Like you don't do life together in the 60 second countdown. <laughs> but in a connect group, you actually do. There's space. There's, there's space to breathe. There's space to have fun. And you can actually do life together. And it's where life happens. It's where Jesus turns up 
and He breathes. And my prayer is that we would be so surrendered in Connect Group just to see each other, just to love each other and just to go into it saying, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to love everyone who's there tonight. And you know what? When you go in there with an attitude like that, you'll find the burdens lift. You'll find yourself free and you become an incredible conduit for God because He can work through that. He can love people through that. And when we're bound up and, oh man, I've got so many things going on in my mind. I hope I go to Connect Group and get prayed for tonight. Oh man, just shake that off. You be the, you be the answer for someone else and everything else will come into place. You're the answer. You're called to love. Love doesn't seek its own. And there are so many scriptures here I didn't get to. Okay, I'll just give one more example. I was in a meeting the other day and this is how things get highlighted to me that I need work in my heart. But it's just on a long table and I was so thirsty, right? Because I'm always dehydrated. I'm perpetually dehydrated, right? I'm the only preacher who doesn't have water up here. Have you noticed? I just don't drink. So sometimes I, I realize, oh my gosh, I'm really thirsty. I need water. And so I'm at this meeting and um, there's the, the bottle of water and there's a person on my left and a person on my right. And I do the polite thing, right? Where before you serve yourself, you serve them. So I grab the person on my left's cup and I fill that up. And I grab the person on my right's cup and I fill that up. And while I'm grabbing his cup, he decides to grab the three cups on the right of him and put them in front of me. And so now I'm pouring those cups and, you know, I'm pouring the third cup and I'm like, oh no, like there's not going to be any left for me. And, um, you know, and I started to panic a bit, like, what about me? <laughs> you know, like, I can't pour out for everyone else because what about me? And I just felt the Holy Spirit in that moment say, yeah, what about you? He's like, yeah, what about you? And it straight away shifted. It's like, all right, I just served water for everyone around me. Cool. I love that everyone around me is drinking water. Even if I'm not. How good is this? And I could have sat there going, oh my gosh, I'm going to die of dehydration. I'm going to die of dehydration. I can't, I can't answer any questions because I'm so parched. Let's be outfit focused. And when we go to connect, encourage us all to do and there'll be connect leaders out in the hub tonight you can approach one find out about their connect group be loved and love let's remain linked in because that's where we're strongest that's where that unity is where that unity is god says commands a blessing